Welcome back to a new shortened season on this Going Deeper podcast. Today, we've got Tila Lee and Lindsay Hurd sitting in the studio with us, and we're going to be talking about prayer and how it has shaped their lives and how it has helped them through some pretty difficult situations in their own lives. So go ahead and grab a box of tissues because you're probably going to need it. But sit back and enjoy this conversation that we have about prayer. Thank you, Kyle. You're welcome. Awesome. I'm so excited about to be here and to share what um, God has laid upon our hearts. Mm-hmm. And yes, I'm a crier, so just <laughs> bear with my shaky voice. But um, I am so excited to, to share this because I do feel like that prayer is is a part of me and it's a part of um, my, my testimony. I remember being very excited whenever I went into Doug's office, I was a month, month and a half ago, and he said, hey, there's a group of people that want to do all these awesome things with the sermon series on prayer because I knew he was doing the sermon series and I knew Whitney and I were going to work on graphics and publicizing it and everything. But I never imagined that, you know, the scope of what we're going to be doing this month would, would get to the point where it is, where it's become this really I know y'all are very driven and and the the little ad hoc team that y'all put together. What's so wonderful about it though, is that it's been the spirit just orchestrating everything, you know, because we had talked about having prayer driven things. And then we found out Doug was having the prayer sermon Mm -hmm. series and we're like, oh my gosh, this could, and in the Holy Spirit just began to work and everybody, you know, has said yes and been excited. So we're, we're super excited about it. Yes, for sure. Well, and I guess one of the reasons we wanted to start with y'all is because each of you have a, a very powerful personal testimony and kind of a way you approach prayer that has developed in your lives over your entire lives, I imagine. And so we just want to hear a little bit about that, kind of kick things off with a bang, you know, to really maybe inspire uh, some of our listeners out there and, and viewers to, you can do this too, you know, Absolutely. let's, let's, you know, destroy the box that we put yes. around prayer and let's, yes. let's make it something amazing. Yes. And even the idea that there is like a wrong way to pray or a right way to pray and I'm not doing it right. I just don't know how to do, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, prayer is just our communion with God and just coming to Him. And that is our way to be in relationship with Him. And the whole purpose of prayer is for us to know Him better mm-hmm. and for Him to reveal Himself to us and transform us through that. And so, you know, we've done prayer studies together and we've talked a lot about prayer and just the idea that there's so many different ways to pray, so many different times to pray. You know, there's, um, A.W. Tozer calls it thought prayers, Mm -hmm. um, where you're constantly throughout your day thinking and praying to God just about everything that comes your way. It may be prayers of thanksgiving or, you know, something you're worried about that you want to hand over to Him. But then there's also that intentional prayer where you are... um, in solitude and your heart and your mind are focused on listening to God and for Him and praying to Him. And one thing I really have had on my heart is it it can be, it can kind of sound like, um, just like uh, wordy, like all these biblical religious church words, but really, you know, like, we're just supposed to ask Him. And so a lot of these things that sometimes don't make sense to us or people are like, I don't know how to do that. I have learned, He has taught me over the years, I'm not really the one who's supposed to be doing it. I'm supposed to be asking Him to show me or to do it. And so I was I was reading over some of the things that He had laid on my heart and I went back to 
where um, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. And, and what struck me from the very beginning was that Jesus was gone away alone praying. And all through the gospel, we see Jesus going in solitude to pray mm-hmm. to God. Um, and so that should be our first, you know, um, note we take from his life is that that we should find some place and intentionally pray. Um, but then his disciples, because Jesus is doing this, they're like, well, teach us how. Mm-hmm. And if we are disciples of Jesus and his apprentice right now, shouldn't we ask the same thing instead of, I don't know how to pray. Well, ask him to show you, yeah. you know? And so you, that's what I've learned in my life a lot is that it's the spirit teaching me, how do I sit and listen? How, what words do I even say? What scripture do I pray? Um, because you can get overwhelmed in that. But mm-hmm. right after Jesus teaches the disciples the Lord's prayer, he says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And, and he goes on to talk about how... Um, you know, which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? If he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And so he's telling us, he's inviting us in to ask him to fill us with his spirit, to to teach us to delight in him, to, to pray to him. And so anytime I'm kind of at a loss, I I feel like as humans, we're like, oh, what do I do? What can I do? Let me try to do something instead of, okay, let me just be still for a minute and, and ask, mm-hmm. you know? Well, we we have a tendency to want to fix things. Yes. You know, and my perspective is as a guy, and especially for guys, is there's a problem. How do I fix it? <laughs> I want to fix it, you know? <laughs> Uh, you know, my wife, she's sad about something. How do I make you not sad? And sometimes it's not about me being active. It's really just about me being present. Correct. Yeah. And and I think there's a parallel there with our prayer life. It's all we have to do sometimes is be willing to just sit and be present. Yeah. He wants us to show up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I want to piggyback on a second about what you were talking about with the prayer and like sometimes we don't know what to say and and um how to pray and where to pray and all that kind of stuff and um a time in my life when I didn't there have been many times in my life that I didn't know what to say, you know, like I didn't even know how to pray. Mm-hmm. Um I just really Go back to Romans eight twenty six. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So when you find yourself in that space of not really knowing exactly what to pray, and it's okay to just mm-hmm. sit and cry, mm-hmm. like or just sit and be like, Lord, I just I don't know. And believe that. Yes. Believe, believe that, that the Holy Spirit is interceding. Absolutely. Yes. And expect, you know, we we come we should come as believers expecting mm-hmm. that God hears us and he is answering and mm-hmm. working right in that moment and he is interceding for us. Mm-hmm. Well, and and that kind of fits in with the the passage that Doug preached from on Sunday was from Second Chronicles. And I've got it pulled up here, so don't feel like you well you uh, have it bookmarked already, <laughs> but it's, it's a talking about when God tells his people. And if my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And I will hear them from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. I, I think that goes with what y'all are saying, you know, be present, be willing, open that line of communication. And then, God is faithful. Mm-hmm. He listens. He hears us. Mm-hmm. And and two in this passage, you know, so much more than our words is the posture of our heart mm-hmm. that we're coming to Him. And so when we come in humility and mm-hmm. and recognizing that He is our Creator mm-hmm. and our God and our Savior, um, and we pray, He's looking at our heart. You know, in Psalms it says He already knows the words before they 
come out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. And so um, just that that humility, I, I do think that that's so important in our prayer life because sometimes we can get hung up on the words to pray, but but really he just wants us to, to recognize our need for him mm-hmm. and our need for prayer. Um, I think in one of the books we read, it, it talks a, about... You know, a praying person is someone who is saying, I can't do it on my own. I need God. Mm -hmm. Someone who does not respond in prayer is trying to do it on their own. And so humbling yourself in that Mm -hmm. way and coming in that posture and seeking Him because your faith and your Mm -hmm. trusting in Him. Yeah, I, I like my fancy iPad version of the Bible that's got the, the Strong's Hebrew oh, yeah. definitions in it. And the, the word that, that is used for humble, I'm not going to pronounce it because I don't speak Hebrew, but the idea here is to, to bend your knee. And it's that, that act of submission, and it's recognizing that you are lower than the one you were in front of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at, if we think we're more important than needing to pray, then God can't hear that, right. you know. Mm-hmm. It's yes. it's it's our posture. Mm-hmm. It's our willingness to admit that I'm not good enough. I don't have it within me to fix it. Right. God, you can you can either fix it or you can do something awesome with the brokenness. Well, and one thing <laughs> that, that jumps out at me in the scripture is it says, "If my people humble themselves." you know, or call, who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear them, hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And the thing that um, jumps out at me is like, you know, this could be so big, like land. They can, he- you know, he will heal the mm-hmm. land. It could be, you know, globally, or it can be in our house. Mm-hmm. You know, to a point mm-hmm. like, my, where is your land? Yeah, like, well, what, and what what piece of it is it that you do find yourself in that you do need to humble yourself mm-hmm. before God, so that you know He can forgive and heal. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it may be just yourself. It may be someone in your you know sphere of influence at your house. It may be in your church. It may be your community. It, it could go as big mm-hmm. or as small. Yeah. Well, and the fun thing about this is, of course, we're we're reading from the Old Testament here, and so this is pre-Jesus yes. on Earth. Uh, this is pre-death and resurrection. So, God really was focused in in these times about this is a nation, right? The nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. The good thing that we've got when we are in a post resurrection reality—that's a phrase I like to use a lot is that there's no emphasis anymore on a nation. Mm -mm. It is now the whole world. Mm -hmm. And so when you said that comment about it could be the whole world, well, it it is. Yeah. Because the whole earth is the Lord's. Right. Right. There's a scripture there somewhere. I'm not going to try to quote it because I don't know where it is. (laughs) But going off of what you said too, it is the whole world. It includes Mm -hmm. everybody. Um, who will humble themselves and turn to him. Mm-hmm. But it also, sometimes we can get caught up in thinking, oh, are, what are we doing or, to um, affect the whole world? Right. Whenever really, you know, we've been entrusted in our homes with um, people that God, we come across every day. And so um, that being our land and mm-hmm. him healing that. And, and he's taught me a lot like about, just the miracle mm-hmm. of my heart being transformed. Mm-hmm. Like that's a big deal that my heart and mm-hmm. the yuckiness and sin and, and impatience with my kids and, you know, <laughs> marriage stuff, all of that, that he through prayer and seeking his face mm-hmm. can change my heart. Like that's huge, you yeah. know? Well, since we promised early on in the episode that, that we'd hear some of y'all's testimony, I, I guess, why don't we get into that a little bit? Because, you know, we could talk about, you know, scripture and what it says and, mm-hmm. and all that. But I think the really beautiful parts are when we share those bits of how it impacted 
me. And, and so I, I'm going to put Lindsay on the spot first. <laughs> uh, but, but share a little bit, you know, over the next however long you want to take. Uh, because it takes as long as we, it takes. We might lose some some listeners. <laughs> it's going to be fine, I promise. Hang on, guys, hang on. <laughs> be patient. Uh, well, Tila and I were talking about this, just prayer. I mean, it is so intertwined in our life and looking back, uh, just God has constantly and is still continuing to teach me about prayer. And so I could probably talk for a week straight about all the things he has taught me. And and I'm a slow learner sometimes, so he has to keep teaching me. Um, but I, I kind of, um, I always kind of grew up in the church. Um, from an early age, I decided to follow Jesus and um I, I prayed often um, in middle school, high school. Um, my family has a um, genetic disorder that um, runs in my family. My um, grandfather had it. All but one of his brothers had it. My uncle had it. Um, and there's a 50-50 chance of passing it down to your children. And so um, growing up, that was kind of like the big heavy thing in my life you know um and I really felt and I did I, I I took that to God constantly and said look this is this is tough this this illness is kind of like a, a com- combination of um ALS and Alzheimer's all mm. in one and so I had watched my uncle just um you know, lose speaking ability. He was not able to eat. He was in a nursing home at a really young age. It was just devastating and heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And so I began to pray so fervently for my mom and my family to be healed of this disease, for us to be free of it. And I prayed that often. and years went by, and it, again, it was something that always kind of came up in my life. And um, I continued to pray. And um, thinking about, let's see, I'm trying to remember, I was um, pregnant with Caroline, so that would be 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's boss called and and there were some things that happened in work at work that he was concerned about and so um we took her to get tested and she was positive mm. and for somebody who prays that's hard to explain you know yeah for sure and so I felt like Jacob a lot and just like there was this wrestling period of God, I love you with all my heart, but I don't understand. I don't understand why you wouldn't heal her. I don't understand what good can come out of this. You know, then that put in my mind and in my heart, like, oh no, now I have a 50-50 chance of having it. Now I'm pregnant with a child that I'm bringing into this. And so it's all these feelings of guilt and confusion. And it's like, I, I kept my faith in God, but I began, I, I realized I began to believe in His goodness for other people, but I couldn't quite believe in His goodness for me because this didn't seem good mm-hmm. at all. And so I remember in Bible study, um, and, and several people had, had been quoting, you know, Romans 8, 28, God works um, for the good of, of those who, who love Him according to His will. And I realized, like, I began to not like that verse, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I, I did not like it. And when somebody said it, I think I might have rolled my eyes. And I was mm-hmm. deeply convicted that, okay, if I'm a follower of Jesus, then this whole book, do I believe it? 
And do I really believe that, yes, even His goodness is for me? Mm-hmm. And so I began to pray for, for God to open my eyes to that mm-hmm. because I was still wrestling with this prayer that was answered how I did not think it should be answered. Mm-hmm. And um, He kept taking me back to Jesus in the garden before mm-hmm. His crucifixion. And you see Jesus just in agony Mm-hmm. about what is ahead and he's asking God to take this cup from him and he and so he's asking please heal please take this away please mm-hmm. please do this this is this is really the route but above anything else your will be done mm-hmm. and so it was like I I kept going back to that and praying for God to to even teach me about that. I wasn't even to the point of being able to say that, but like, show me what this means. And and so he began to just in a very sweet way, teach me like, just trust that I, I am going to be with you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that what is good is anything that draws you closer to me. That's what's good. Wow. Anything that draws you closer to me is my goodness. And so I began, and even when I still struggle with that, with fear of that, I go back and I, I, I try to get back in that place of complete submission and surrender. You talked about submission mm-hmm. earlier, you know, um, that is humbling yourself. That is saying, I'm giving it all to you. And I'm not just trusting that you have a plan for me. I'm trusting that it is good and yeah. that I am going to be drawn closer to you. And that that's what our purpose here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is to draw closer and closer to him. And so what's I could spend a long time talking to just about <laughs> post that, like his work in my mom's life, my mom's m- mentally is kind of declining, but the spiritual conversations that we have had in the last year have blown my mind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And just joy and peace about so many things that he has given me. And so that is my story. Um, One of them, there there are quite a few, (laughs) but that really was something that I'd wrestled with my whole life. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people pray for things and maybe don't get what they expected. Mm-hmm. But I just encourage that the 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 journey that I've taken, that he has taken me on with him, f- is far better than any thing I could plan. Mm-hmm. And so, just to even when prayers seem unanswered or not the way you planned trust in his goodness the the goodness of god that song is has such a special place in my mm-hmm. heart because i truly he has shown me my purpose is to know him and to praise him and so with every breath that i have i'm mm-hmm. going to praise of his goodness yeah that's a, a powerful story and, and i'm going to be completely transparent here i had not heard any of that before this point. So I'm sitting here listening to it for the first time, just like, you know, many of our listeners. Um, and so I don't have any comments on that. Yes, <laughs> You know, I'm sitting here thinking that's, that's a powerful move of God. And uh, I'm going to share, you know, just my thanks for that story because it's something that I feel very, uh, I identify with that as well, just because, you know, we get into that that mindset of, well, I, I expect God to hear my prayer and answer it the way I want. Mm-hmm. But then it opens up, if, if there's never any hurt, if there's never brokenness, if there's never struggle, then how do we come along somebody else who is mm-hmm. hurt, is broken and struggling? Mm-hmm. You know, because, and I think that's part of it is our, our trials, our, our ordeals. It makes you who you are. And if you're willing to accept that, God, I have no idea why in this moment this is happening, but I'm going to trust that you're going to show me <laughs> how you can use this in the future. Yeah. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yeah. 
And I really like what you said about the goodness of God. It, the goodness mm-hmm. is what his goodness is him drawing us to him. Mm-hmm. And whether that be through a trial, whether it be through joy, whether it be through worship, whatever that circumstance is, that is his goodness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know there are times in my life where I've had to really search for it, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't see it, God. And that's when I pray, Lord, open my eyes. I know, I know you're doing something good here. But and I and I want to see it. I don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss it. Don't want to miss it. Mm-mm. And we we have similar loves of Ephesians three twenty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We could just spend the whole time in Ephesians, really. Uh-huh. But um, well, well, maybe we need to do a whole podcast set, uh, season on Ephesians. I mean, just Ephesians, I am in. Like, Ephesians like, we really could just stay on Ephesians three twenty, yeah. like just uh-huh. that verse. Yes, but sure. we we both. I mean, God does immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine when mm-hmm. we humble ourselves and we trust Him and we seek His face, and and He is a God of more, and He just keeps surprising you know Mm -hmm. I heard something the other day like our relationship with God should be an adventure and like yes like surprises and joy even in the midst of suffering and and hard times or not in the mundane you Mm -hmm. know and so but I think during the suffering we are on an adventure we just don't even see it at that time until we look back (laughs) and you're like wow wow And then when you're on the other side, I mean, I've said this a million times, I'm like, would I do it again? Absolutely. 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 Mm-hmm. I would go through every bit of that again. Mm-hmm. To have what I have today and to have the relationship with God that I have mm-hmm. today, I would do it all over again. Mm-hmm. As hard as it was. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Take it away. <laughs> um, well, um, I'll kind of backtrack a little bit. Um, I'm like you. I grew up in the church. My first experience with prayer was collectively, corporately, mm-hmm. you know, Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. Apostles' Creed, communion prayers, yeah. all that. Well, Everything, anything that was in the yeah. Methodist hymnal, I could probably say by heart. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Then I went through a period of time where it was just like a periodic, mm-hmm. you know, I prayed periodically for different things. Then... I kind of went through a phase in my life where I was like, God, if you just get me out of this situation, I promise I'll never do it again. <laughs> um, maybe y'all can identify with that. Uh-huh. But I kind of spent... We all went se- to college, didn't we? <laughs> I spent several that. years there, unfortunately. Like, God, I promise I won't never do that again. And then the next day, I finally, you know, I would find myself there. Maybe not the next day, but a few days later. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so... I found myself praying for that. You know, that was my prayer life at that point in my life. And then my first teaching job was at a Catholic school and I worked for um, some nuns and the sisters poured into me just Mm -hmm. so beautifully and, and taught me about prayer and how prayer was, was, and I, I saw that in them. Like, it was a part of them. Mm-hmm. It was a part of their life. Like, they didn't just pray at Mass. It was throughout the day. It was just, it was amazing. And I was like, okay, I've never seen that. And so I was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, God, how do I get that? And of course, you know, they were own up in age, you know, mm-hmm. running the school. So they obviously had experience and stuff. And so... Anyway, fast forward several years, um, Wyndham and I had Miley. She was two at the time, and she was just a perfect little angel, just precious baby. And I was in Bible studies and prayed and all that kind of stuff. But, like, it was more of just on a day-to-day basis. Like, I wasn't wasn't intentional about my prayer life so much. And then, um, most of you know, Wyndham— was born mm-hmm. and um, well, let me back up a minute because when I was pregnant with Miley, I remember being in TJ Maxx and with my mom, and there was a child in front of me that had special needs. And as you know, I'm a special education teacher, have always been, that's all I've ever wanted to do. But, and I was like, oh, mama, what if that's me? And she said, why wouldn't it be you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, 
because I don't want that. And she was like, well, you don't get to choose that. And I remembered that. Like, why wouldn't it be? Why do you think that God would not use you? That was a gift and a blessing, and you were chosen for that. Yeah, and I was like, because I don't want it. <laughs> like, you know that Christmas present you get, and you're like, no, this is not what I want. <laughs> the pink bunny suit, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> the pink bunny suit. So anyway, so I remember that, and that kind of always resonated with me. And so Molly came along. She was just precious, beautiful, perfect child, um, still is. Um, and then we got pregnant with Wyndham, and um, I had an experience in church and communion and um i had gone down to the altar and i just remember praying i was just like lord i just really pray for my baby and it was like this this heaviness came over me and was like hold on i'm gonna be with you like i heard that he was preparing voice Mm. and i got it from the altar and of course i'm just like sobbing crying like i always do but I'm crying, and my best friend, who is a nurse practitioner, she came straight to me. Who she is like my one of my warriors still today, and she was like, "What happened up there?" And so I told her, and she was like, "Okay, we don't take anything like that lightly. You tell your doctor, you tell everybody." So I did. I shared that with my doctor, and he did every test known to man that we could do, and there was nothing. You know, there was no. Nothing showed that anything was wrong with Wyndham. Then he was born, and obviously there was. He was born not breathing. They told us he would live 12 to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we went through a lot of, we were on a roller coaster ride of our life. And um, I had a lot of fear. I had a lot of fear of, losing my child. I had fear of losing my marriage. I had fear of losing my family. I had fear of, I mean, everything. There was no reason for me to fear losing my marriage, but statistics showed that a child with special needs and a family, like they don't typically survive. And, um, you know, that I had tons of fear. So from that point on, that's when my wrestle I mean, I was Jacob. I was wounded. I was like, I felt like God just had kind of, you know, really shown me, look, I'm right here. You're going to be okay. It's Mm going to be okay. And so I clung to many, many, many verses. But one that I really clung to was where um, in John, um, John 9, where the verse is talking about the people are asking the disciples asked Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him and who sent me while it, while it is day, night is coming when no one can work. And then, so what that, I kept going back to that was like, who, why did this happen? Mm-hmm. And I just clung to, it is because, so that the works of God might be displayed in Him. And if you know Wyndham by any chance, um, my son Wyndham, if you know him, he is a complete joy. Mm -hmm. He is a joy. He is the definition of God's love to me because and I, I tease my family all the time I'm like nobody loves me like Wyndham <laughs> <laughs> I tease them all the time but um and another one that for those I, who don't know Wyndham how old is he he's 16 mm-hmm. so that's a big difference Between from you know this point hours. and moment here <laughs> yes. 12, from 12 to 24 hours to, and now he know, is 16 years yeah. old uh-huh. and they told us when we left um the NICU that he um lots of medical like that's just a whole nother story. But they told us he would not walk. He would not talk. He would mm-hmm. not be able to communicate with us. He would be extremely sick and we would probably be back in the hospital and he would not survive whatever sickness that he contracted. I've and seen him walk. I, I know he walks. <laughs> he walks? <laughs> yes. And, uh, um, I know he's quiet, but... But he talks. He uh-huh. talks to Blue Street in yeah. my car. And mm-hmm. now that he can text... 
Mm-hmm. He texts a blue streak. I love it. He, texts, <laughs> he uses his iPad and texts me, and so he likes it to come through the Bluetooth mm-hmm. on my on my car, and he makes me play his messages, <laughs> and then I have to respond. Yes, so that's his communication. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that is something that I really I have I have seen evidence of the work of God through him mm-hmm. and through. And that's caused, like, I tell everybody all the time, I'm like, he's taught me more than I could ever teach him, but it's God used him to teach mm-hmm. me. Yeah, well, and it, it's, let's see how to, how to say this correctly. Our normal perspective on what it means to be healed or what it means to get the right answer, mm. God is really good at, turning our preconceived notions on their heads. Yes. And so I would say that, that in your story, that in your life with, with Wyndham, that's a huge answered prayer. Oh, yes. I would say. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to shy away from the honesty here. Mm-hmm. I struggled. Sure. I did. Uh I was like, you know, there were days I did not believe. And there were days that my faith was very shaken. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, just give a plug for a small group or a small community or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that is when I called on my friends. Yeah. And I said, I don't have it today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's when they, that's when my my friends rallied around me and was like, okay, you know what? We gotcha. Mm-hmm. We'll believe for you today. Yeah. What do we pray for? Because there were times it's like I depended. I relied on the Holy Spirit to intercede mm-hmm. for me because yeah. I did not have the words. Well, and, and I think that's important though, is to, to be honest about that because mm-hmm. we, we live in a culture and a society where we only ever want to show people that, everything is good, you know, yeah, we, we have, okay. we, we live in this fantasy Instagram, beautiful world, yeah. but that's not real life. No. I mean, real life is, yeah. When something difficult happens, when, when, you know, things are not the way I would have planned them for myself. Right. I start to wonder, mm-hmm. but, but kudos to you for the faith, you know, and, and, Maybe it's that that rooting in prayer. The even you know. if I was saying, "God, I'll never do this again." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just stay with me. Give me yeah. Well, and even you telling your testimony, you said you clung to that scripture, yes. and that is something that I've learned in my prayer life. I can trust that the Holy Spirit's interceding. I can also know that when I don't know the words, which is the majority of the time, just praying scripture, mm-hmm. praying mm-hmm. God's word back to him, like, God, okay, I'm I'm having a hard time believing this today, that this is to display your glory, mm-hmm. but I need you to help me. Or mm-hmm. God, I believe this, you know, um, that he's using him for his glory. Mm-hmm. And another scripture that, um, that I, love so so much is mark 9 23 and this is when the disciples okay they had just come from the transfiguration and come mm-hmm. down and then mm-hmm. he comes where jesus heals a boy with an unclean spirit and the dad is like um he says if you can help him and jesus responds <laughs> If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. And that's mm-hmm. another one that I always yeah. I always cling to. Like, if you can do this, oh, yeah, if you can. Like, I can just hear Jesus. Like, I just, I can't wait to meet him one day. And, like, I want him to say, what was that facial expression when I said this? <laughs> because I think that would be really funny. And, you know, if you can, you know, all things are possible for those who believe. And then a few verses down, the dad's like, Oh, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. That, and that is, yes. that's like, I don't know. That's just one mm-hmm. of my, and mm. that resonates with me too. Cause I always felt like when I prayed, I, I would tell him, I know you can, mm-hmm. just don't know if you will. Right. Yeah. And so help any unbelief that I have to mm-hmm. be believe and to be bold and ask for big things, but yes. also may your will be done over 
over it all, mm-hmm. right? You know. Um, yeah, and th- that's been a thing because I'm I'm not unlike y'all in that I grew up in the church and always, and I've I've had those times of, you know, when when I would go to this passage and I would read that, I believe help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking that, that, of course, God, you can. Yeah. Why, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> if, yeah, if I believe really that I you created, you know, everything, then why couldn't you? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like that. And kind of going back to what you were saying with small group or people praying for mm-hmm. you, um, that's something that has been life-changing for me too, is mm-hmm. just having people in your life that truly pray for you. Um, I, I have a, a mentor that she um, she was like, I rarely tell people I'm going to pray for them. I just stop right then and pray for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, mainly it's because I probably will forget. <laughs> but I really know it's because the power of actually praying out loud together is, mm-hmm. is I mean, it says when we come together, together. in his name. Mm-hmm. Um, he hears us and mm-hmm. he will move. Um, so, so I think we need people in our lives who will pray behind our back instead mm-hmm. of talk yes. behind our back. Please. But also people who pray with each other. And I yeah. think that's something that is uncomfortable at first, you know? Oh, it's remarkably uncomfortable. uncomfortable uh-huh. But in Ephesians, I love Ephesians 5. It says, be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and songs of the Spirit. And so that's the way we interact as the uh, body of Christ. Yeah. Um, and in, in my own life, I um, and I really want to share this as part of a testimony, but as part of a thank you too. Caroline was, when she was four days old, she was put back in the hospital and we didn't mm-hmm. know if she's going to make it. Yeah. And um, we had to wait 14 days on... Um, blood work to see if the the virus that she had had gotten just into her blood Mm -hmm. to her brain or to her organs and um every single day we were in that hospital room somebody from trinity came Mm -hmm. and prayed with us and i knew i needed to pray i wanted to pray i didn't know what to pray because i was so overwhelmed with this little gift maybe not being mm-hmm. with me. And I know, yeah. you know and, and she exactly. was your first. She was my first. So, mm-hmm. um, And so I remember being in that hospital room and I just needed to get out and kind of like, it, like I had been praying, people have been praying for me and I'm like, I need to do something. And, mm-hmm. and I went to the avenue and I got this little, this was there and it was the only one they had and it was pray. Mm-hmm. And I got, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, that's so key, mm-hmm. present your request to God. And the rest of that scripture is so beautiful. But mm-hmm. it was like God was saying, I know you want to do something. I know you want to fix it. I know you mm-hmm. want an answer right now, but all I need you to do is pray. And I'm sending you all of these people. Some of, some of them didn't even know us because we were fairly new to the church. Mm-hmm. And they were praying for us. And then we got these beautiful prayer quilts that were out in Trinity with all these little knots mm-hmm. tied on them. And each knot was a prayer for Caroline. And it was, I still have that in my house. I look at it often. I have this up to be reminded mm-hmm. of the power of being in the body of Christ and that we are supposed to pray for each other constantly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. I have, I'm like you, I have a friend that is, um, when I ask her to pray for me, she's like, Pray for you. Well, we're gonna pray right now. <laughs> we'll pray with you. We'll pray with you. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it like she does the same thing. And she sometimes our phone conversations last ten minutes, and sometimes they last an hour. You know, mm-hmm. and she's just like, and God, your word says da 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 da, and this is what you said, and we're gonna believe this. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. she was like, and you're gonna do this. You're gonna walk in that boldness and in that faith. And and that's another scripture that I clung to during this time of unknown I guess really more than anything with Wyndham because I mean he came home with a trach and he I mean his bedroom like his nursery was a hospital room so we had no idea like 
one of us had to sleep in the room with him all the time. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I clung to, we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What I'm looking at is not life. Mm-hmm. But with Jesus, it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I just said. I have faith in you and you will be life, you know, and you will breathe life into this baby, you know, because, I mean, he coded on us at our house many times. And um, I mean, it's a funny story. But when Molly was in kindergarten, one of her vocabulary words was urgency. And her teacher was like, does anybody, can anybody give me a sentence with the word urgency? And her little sweet hand goes up. And I'm just so thankful we lived in a small town and they knew our life and our story. She mm-hmm. said, yeah, but my mom yells at my dad. He moves with urgency. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad that her, she knew our, our life because she knew when I yelled for him, I was like, we're not good right now. Like I need some help, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's just, it's mm-hmm. just funny. But um, anyway, sorry, that just totally got, that um, was great. Off the track, well, but I think it's, I, I want to thank both of y'all for being here this morning, recording this with us. And uh, it's inspirational if, if nothing else to, to hear y'all's stories and you know, the, the way that, you've allowed yourselves to, to be shaped by your, your prayer habits and how they have worked in your lives. And I just want to say, like, you know, from these experiences in my life have, have drawn me so close mm-hmm. to God. And, and that's something that, like, I do every day now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's something that it's become a part of me. So like in the morning, that's that's my routine. I get yeah. up and I have my, you know, I, that's who I go straight to is mm-hmm. I go straight to my Bible and into my prayer journal. And and so, you know, that has, it hasn't always been like that, mm-hmm. but it's evolved like yeah. that. And now that it is like that, like I don't want, I don't miss yeah. that time. Well, and it's it's a process. Absolutely, yes. You know, because like you said, it's evolved over the course of your life. Yes. And again, I want to say something that's our usual way of looking at things. We we want it to, you know, we want to start it. We want it to be there. Mm -hmm. I want to be good, you know? It's like when we go on a diet, it's like, okay, I want to lose five, 10 pounds, whatever. We're going to go on the diet, boom, we want to be done. Right. But with anything that's worth it, it's a process. Mm-hmm. And so, so let the Spirit of God work in your lives, work in our lives, and let's just be okay with the process. Yeah. And abide. I just want to say abide. my abide. prayer. Abide, that's right. Uh-huh. Yes, and I just want to say my prayer isn't always sitting. Mm-hmm. Like my prayer is when I'm running. My mm-hmm. prayer is, you know, whenever I can, you know, mm-hmm. Wherever I am during that time, like yeah. it doesn't have to be sitting in a chair because not everybody can do that. Yeah. And I encourage people to try different things. You know, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. even posture. You know, mm-hmm. what you, what the Hebrews said, like literally getting on your knees when you're right. alone, and humble and humble. Try that. Spend some time there mm-hmm. when you're out in creation running. Mm-hmm. Try that. You yeah. know, like everywhere we go, think of Him. Mm-hmm. Talk to him, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Can we um, pray our Ephesians yeah, three absolutely. together? Yes. Mm-hmm. Get to it by Ephesians three twenty. You want to yes. read it with us? I'm going to let y'all read Are you it. Sure. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. I want to hear this. Oh, I don't uh-huh. have the same translation as you, so you can just read it. I'll pray with you. <laughs> I pray that out of His glorious riches you may be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. 
And what did yours say on verse 14? I kneel before the Father from Mm -hmm. whom every family in heaven and on earth derives. And mine says, I bow my knees. I bow. Mm -hmm. I kneel. I bow my knees. Yeah. Oh, we you know, get it. It's, you know, <laughs> that's a powerful passage. Yes. So. And this is one of my favorite things to pray mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel like when we feel like our prayer life isn't good enough or mm-hmm. we're not feeling connected, a lot of times it's because I just am not grasping the love of Christ. Mm-hmm. When we grasp his love, we can't help but kneel. We can't help but be excited. Right. We can't help but be like, I want to be with right. you this morning. I don't want to miss out on this time. And so there's so many things in the world that distract us from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just constantly praying, God, just remind me and show me your love. Reveal mm-hmm. yourself to mm-hmm. me. Well, I'm going to wrap us up at this point here. Uh, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask if you're listening, if you've made it this far. Uh, <laughs> so what I want you to do at this point is share a story mm. from your life. Put it in the comments. Uh, send us an email or you know, message us on any way that you can message us. Uh, but but share a story of how prayer has impacted your life because I, I know I've said it in other seasons of this podcast before, but when we start sharing our own stories, mm-hmm. we, we really get to see the transforming power of God in not just my life, not just your life, not just your life, but our lives. And that's what it is. You know, y'all are talking about small groups, you know, it's, it's, Together. Together. It's when we do this stuff together and together. when we can join together in prayer, when we can be praying for and with one another, mm-hmm. God can do really, really amazing things. Yeah. So with that, I'm going to ask you to subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, hit the notification bell, because that's how you get to know when we release a new episode of this podcast and all the other things that we do on our Trinity Rustin YouTube channel. If you're on a podcast app, you can write a review, you can share it, you can do all the fun things. Thank you all for your stories. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, and thank you for listening and watching. We will see y'all next week. Thanks for listening.